welcome family, friends, and new friends to our podcast, They Actually Survived. I'm your host, Selena. And I'm your co-host, Andy. So today, I'm going to be talking about a father and son who took a ski trip, and it turns into a young man's near-death experience. And we even Mm. have video of this, too, to back it up. So it's pretty exciting. So yeah, scary, man. So and then what's yours about? Uh, mine is a story of Angela Hernandez who flipped her Jeep over the cliff side of a, this beachside road and was stranded there for about a week. All right, we'll go with yours first. Okay. All right. So Angela Hernandez, and this happened July 6, 2018. Oh, not too long ago. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of local. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Angela Hernandez, age 23, is heading to her sister's home in Lancaster, California, driving down Big Sur, a rugged and mountainous section of the central coast of California, when a rabbit crosses in front of her Jeep. She swerves to avoid it, and her vehicle ends up tumbling over the side, plunging 270 feet onto the remote beach below. The only thing I really remember after that was waking up. I was still in my car, and I could feel water rising over my knees. My head hurt, and when I touched it, I found blood on my hands. She doesn't know it yet, but she has a concussion. She breaks the window of her car and jumps into the ocean before swimming back ashore, where she quickly falls asleep. It's not until after she wakes up when she begins to realize what just happened. She spends two days stranded on the beach, trying to stay out of the water and climbing the cliff to get anyone's attention from the road above. With no luck, Angela climbs back to her car on the third day and is able to strip a 10-inch radiator hose from it in order to collect fresh drinking water from the mosses on the cliff walls. Oh my god, how crazy. How crazy, (laughs) though, that she was able to pull that out. Like, Uh, How would you even know that? I don't know if I'd ever imagined that. I'd just be like, well, the moss looks kind of moist. I'll try sucking on the moss. Like, I, I, would, I don't know if I'd think to, like, use a hose to collect that water, uh, especially weird. if I've got a concussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, in me and my right mind, I wouldn't think about it. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's I'd crazy. be, like, trying to, you know, like, like I, I'm just imagining, like, picking up a, a, a bunch of grapes and, like, sucking on the grapes i would you think know, of that's... it like a sponge mm, yeah like, like the moss trying to like squeeze it out <laughs> yeah. get that delicious moss juice going. yeah great <laughs> oh yeah. man it would take a full week before someone else stumbles upon her chelsea moore 34 and her husband chad 31 are camping nearby when they decide to look for good surfing and fishing spots at the bottom of a cliff We're avid beachcombers. We get excited about sea glass and abalone shells. Soon afterwards, they note a stray bumper on the beach. Before long, they find a wrecked and rusty Jeep that, from the state of things, suggests to Chelsea and Chad that it had been there for quite some time. They collect a license plate, thinking to turn it into authorities when they return, only to find a few more personal belongings. In my head, I thought that maybe someone had died and we would give these items to the next of kin. We both agreed that there weren't survivors. After combing the beach for another quarter mile, they heard Angela's cries for help and searched for her. She was really happy and she wasn't sure we were real. She told us we were the first people she had seen in days, but she didn't know how many days exactly. We told her we were going to help her and get her off that beach. When they find her, she has two black eyes and burst blood vessels. She was shoeless. 
Quote, her clothes were in tatters. Her socks were in scraps. She was very wet. At high tide, there's no beach. She said sometimes she'd been sleeping and she'd wake up at night with waves smacking her. Chelsea returns back to the camp and has the host call in for help while she returns to Angela with some clothing and a pack of food. She chose a peanut butter granola bar. We wrapped her in blankets. She tried to keep her comfortable and talking. From Angela, she says, I thought it was a dream. After a few hours, Angela was helicoptered to a hospital where she recovered from her injuries. That is insane. And she was there over a week? Like It was like six days, maybe seven. She was just stuck on this remote portion of beach that would get you know below the tide at high tide. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not too familiar with beach terminology here. But she was there for a week trying to like climb up the cliff to get up to the road to signal for help. She couldn't do that, so she had to climb back down. She was caught somewhere in between. She'd sleep on the sand, and then she'd wake up because the water would rise up and hit her in the face. And, you know, she's struggling with this concussion the whole time. I wonder how the uh, wife and husband even got down there. Maybe they were a little bit more athletic or something or yeah, knew how to climb. I, I, or... I, I got the impression that they're, you know, just really familiar with beaches in general. I mean, early on, they said we're avid beachcombers. So I'm guessing it was during low tide and they just walked uh, this area. I take it it's not like a common swimming spot because of how potentially dangerous it would be in seclusion and whatnot. And they ended up just like rounding a corner and, oh my God, there's a bumper. There's a wrecked Jeep. There's someone's stuff. <laughs> Let's keep walking this way. Who knows what we'll find? Eventually finding her. Yeah. She's oh, so yeah. lucky that they didn't turn back right when they just found some things and just like turned mm. back around, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so crazy cool very <laughs> quick story yours is a quick little story for today uh, <laughs> mine's gonna be a, a i think mine's a decently quick story too so it'll be a small mm -hmm. episode today mm -hmm. so this is gonna take us into a lot of things that you and i don't know about <laughs> because we yep. we don't live in much of the snow we visit the snow play with the snow back in the mountains of california but that's about it <laughs> Yeah. I've been in snow once. Really? <laughs> that was about it. Oh. Probably, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've been in snow a, hand, yeah, a good amount of times. Okay, so <laughs> this story takes us to Winston Goss and his 15-year-old son, Ethan. So they were mm. enjoying their day skiing at its Brudgeon Mountain, and this is in Idaho. So, and hmm. I actually, it was a ski resort in Idaho and I looked it up and it's just like absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it has about mm -hmm. six lifts there. So they're just enjoying their, their time together skiing with the two of them. Mm -hmm. Now the pair are actually familiar with the ski resort. They have been skiing. So they're avid skiers. Okay. Uh, they even made one trip down of this particular slope earlier that day. So they were familiar with the slope actually a video I found and it's about four minutes long so it's just them enjoying it and you know it's his son kind of going ahead of him and doing little tricks and stuff is it filmed by them so like home video so uh w Winston actually had a helmet camera to film their oh. adventures for the day so it was really cute you know them just yeah. going back and forth at this one point, he lets his son, as the camera's catching, you know, his helmet camera, he lets his son go ahead of him and watches him go off a little jump. And he's 
like you hear the the dad you know celebrating Being like proud. oh man yeah, yeah great Woo! great jump yeah exactly and then ethan suddenly disappears oh so, i think i know where this is going so yeah so as he's going down the hill he just sees him make that jump you know he's celebrating and then he's yeah. kind of nowhere to be found so yeah. winston calls out to ethan and asks him if he's okay like hey you okay yeah. bud and he's met with silence yeah there's nothing there what Winston didn't know is that the sun had actually vanished into a tree well, which I'll tell you exactly what that is, because I didn't even know what it was originally. So for those who don't know, like snow terrain too well, a tree mm. well is a space that's actually around the tree. And what happens yep. is, yeah, the branches are out so far that yep. snow's not hitting in that area. So, yeah. uh, it doesn't get the, the same amount of snow right there. And then it also doesn't get the same type of snow. So as mm. snow comes down, it's compacted, compacted. So, you know, it's rising, mm -hmm. rising. Mm. But in that one area, there is no snow in some spots or it's really soft snow. So uh, crazy. Yeah. Didn't even know this existed. But uh, yeah. probably because I stay on the bunny slopes and there's not really <laughs> trees, you know. But, I've never been skiing in my life. <laughs> yeah, I stay on the bunny slope, so it's pretty, you know, wide open. But they they were on a little bit more advanced hills, and as you go on mm -hmm. these advanced hills, they have more and more trees that you kind mm -hmm. of ski in between. So, and these guys were skiing. Mm -hmm. Now, to give you an idea of the severity of tree wells, which I was not, I didn't know as well. Yeah, is they did two experiments not too long ago. Uh, with tree wells and 90% of the volunteers were not able to rescue themselves. So yeah. that gives you yeah. like an idea of there's no way, no how you're getting out by yourself. Yeah. As I mentioned too, snow under the tree is softer so it can easily mm -hmm. collapse around somebody Collapses. once they get into these tree wells. So frequently the victims also end up head first so into the wells and yep. then the snow kind of collapses around them, so they're not able to move their yep. arms and their legs. So this gives you an idea of the situation, like how quick it could go from like, hey, we're having a fun time to like a fight for your life. You oh, know? my God, I'm dying. Yeah. You're upside down in the dark because the snow is falling around you and you, you might be suffocating and you can't move. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> How scary is that? That's like a lot of people's ultimate nightmares, you know, talk about claustrophobia. Oh, yeah, all at once. <laughs> yeah, talk about claustrophobia, you know, too. So just like I said, this gives you like an idea yeah. of just the severity of how bad it could get very fast, oh, yeah. you know. Now, Winston skied over to the area where Ethan disappeared, and you can actually like hear just an eerie silence, like, nothingness mm. you know mm -hmm. so you can see the disturbed snow so it was all kind of um flattened but you can see the disturbed snow mm -hmm. that led right into the tree well so the father's looking you know and he spots yeah. like the path that the the son took that ethan had right. taken and so he spots it and during this time ethan went into the tree well he said it was he was only able to move one arm so he uh -huh. said he was so scared that his dad didn't know where he was or couldn't right. find him. He started to scream. He's desperately trying to get snow away from his mouth, but he really right. wasn't able to move either. Yeah. 
At this point, his dad followed the now frantic, distant screams. And you could hear it on the video. It sounds like he's so far away. You could barely hear it. But as he's approaching, the screams are getting louder and louder. So Mm -hmm. uh, he found two skis that had blown off during the fall. So those were his son's skis there. Digging tools. So he had, you know, the skis right there Uh, as he. The dad actually went down into the tree well. So as he went down into the uh, tree well, he can now hear his screams and see Ethan's yeah. arm. So he was yeah. able to pull his at his arm and he's shouting yeah. back at him that he's got him, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So Ethan comes out of the snow and like takes like a breath of air as if he's been like yeah. underwater. So he's like catching his breath. Right. Winston, you know, the dad sounds really cool under pressure you know he's like i got you i got you and he takes he seems like to take control of the situation but he later says it was the most terrifying experience of his life i mean seeing your kid that's you know as a dad like you know you're having such a fun Mm -hmm. time and then like within gone disappeared silence vanishes off the face of the earth yeah (laughs) he was just right there in front of you too yeah exactly (laughs) so um, and you could just see when Ethan emerges, you couldn't see his eyes uh, because mm-hmm. he had, you know, the goggles and he did have a mm-hmm. helmet, too. So that was great that he had a helmet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you could just f- see the fear um, as he's coming up out of the snow, like popping up out of the snow after his dad mm-hmm. like lifted him up uh, and him just catching his breath, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just like I said, I mean, Winston said it was the most terrifying experience as a parent, like you could go through so ethan ended up falling down into the tree well eight feet they had figured out yeah so he's he's eight feet below the surface of the snow yes is that what that means yes holy moly yeah because uh idaho gets a ton of snow so it is packed on packed on packed on but this again this tree well it's not getting any snow and even when it's getting that snow it's very powdery right there so can you imagine, though, like, nobody would have found him had his dad not been there? I, I remember, like, growing up, my oldest sisters, they, they'd they have photos and they'd have, buy skis. I guess it was just, you know, the cool thing to do uh, was to go to go skiing with your friends or something like that. And, and I remember uh, a few years back, maybe about seven years ago or something like that, um, I was kind of looking into it like, huh, you know what? I've never gone skiing in my life. I feel like that's a very Californian thing to do. And yet I've never done it before. And I started just kind of briefly looking into it. Like, what do I need to know? I mean, they have like bunny slopes, training courses, something like that. Do I need an instructor to start? Or can I just go to some flat, well, not flat, uh, mostly plain terrain, you know, with a slight decline or something like that, and strap on some skis and, and start going at it. You know, is it something like that? Can, it, can, can you learn to ride a bike on your own, but with skis instead? And I came across that, uh, the idea of a tree well, and I didn't know what that was either. You know, when you brought it up today, I was like, huh, what's a tree well? I, I pictured it was a well with a tree in it. And I was like, no, that's impractical. What, would that, what purpose would that serve? That can't be it. But the second you said this takes place at a ski lodge, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. I know what it is now. And the idea of a, snow, uh, uh, of a tree well scared the hell out of me. The idea is you've got this tree canopy that shields the base of the, of the tree from all the snow. So it doesn't collect as much snow as you've said. 
and the snow that it gets is much softer, as you've said. And it, it it's almost like it makes me think of um uh little spiders that make the the, the trap, the burrow trap spider. Oh, I don't know what those are called, but I know exactly what you're talking trap about. Trap door spiders. Yeah, I think. yeah, um, I think that might be it. You're skiing along, having a great time. La 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 la. You get too close to a tree, and it sucks you into it. And more often than not, you flip over, like you've said. You land head first, and and that's something I've read as well. It's like a survival tip is if this has happened to you, one of the first things you want to do is spit. Yeah. So that you can see where gravity is and have an idea if you're upside down or right side up. And I'm like, holy moly, you can't even tell that when it happens to you. That's that's terrifying. I mean, like you said, 90% of volunteers are unable. To, I'm assuming these weren't just like random people off the street like me who've never been skiing before. I'm imagining these are like skiers. I would imagine, yeah, that, that they use yeah. volunteers who know the snow uh, to yeah. get them there, you know, to, to have a fighting chance. But yeah, 90% of the people who uh, tried this experiment couldn't get out. Yeah. And just like you said, um, some, and that happens a lot with avalanches is when you're mm. thrown about, you don't mm -hmm. exactly know what's up or down. So they always mm -hmm. do tell you to spit so you know which way to dig. But mm -hmm. that's if you can dig. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I was reading into it because I was like, how do you even avoid this? Um, mm -hmm. One thing is to stay on the bunny slopes. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, stay away from the trees. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, oh. if, if you do find yourself in this situation, they said if you are falling, your best bet yeah. is to try to keep Swing. your hands as close to your face as possible so that mm. when you do finally fall in and you have your hands in front of you, you could actually dig, you know, try your best to dig a little area so you have yeah. air right breathing. away. Yeah, so you have breathing. Yeah. Breathing. And then um, there's actually steps that I found, you know, um, which mm. I'll post those up because why not, right? Mm. Why not have steps mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. this, like, safety steps? But there's things that you could, like, use the tree to kind of brace yourself and push off of the tree to kind of create mm. more space between you and the snow. So mm. kind of to wiggle out, you know? Yeah. So, but I'd imagine, man, if you're, like, head first in it, like, yeah, that's very yeah, hard. Ups yeah, upside, upside down. Upside down. Yeah. In the dark suffocating with very little movement yeah I mean, yeah exactly. it, it doesn't get very much scarier than that <laughs> yeah so it says like um grab whatever part of the tree and hug it yeah. try to hug it and try to push off of it like as yeah. you're going to create more and more space and then you could kind of shimmy use the tree to like shimmy up if you could find the tree even but that would be your best bet. You're fighting for every little inch you can get. Yeah, exactly. You know what's funny is though, right when I was talking to you, I didn't remember this earlier, but but mm. my family went to a ski resort and my brother and my dad went skiing. Mm -hmm. And me and my mom, I was about three or four years old, and me and my mom just kind of sat around all day. Which I don't know why you would sit around with a three-year-old and just kind of like <laughs> hang out. This is no. Yeah, exactly. Isn't this fun? Yeah, and it was a ski resort, so I don't think that there was like I wasn't able to sled yeah. or yeah. I don't even know if I was able to make like a snowman or play in the snow mm -hmm. because it mm -hmm. was a literally a ski resort. You know, people are coming off the runs, so. Mm -hmm. I remember wanting to, I was a stubborn kid, of course. 
Uh, and I remember wanting to get up on the ski lifts and I looked up way up at the ski lifts and I'm like, I want to be up there. You know, mm -hmm. I was probably not communicating that as well. But I remember thinking all the way back to three years <laughs> old and I was trying to tell my mom I want to be up there. And she's like, no, you can't go up there. Mm. And there was like a, a ladder within the mm -hmm. pole so that they could get to you to rescue you if something happened. Okay, if you're stuck or something. Yeah. So yeah. I try, I was like, I'm going to climb that ladder. So I, <laughs> little, little me. So I was like, I tried to go for the ladder and I fell. And there was actually oh. a well within ah, the pole. Yeah. And it was melt, nice melted snow. So <laughs> I fell, my whole little three-year-old self fell into the melted icy water basically right there yeah and my mom had to pluck me out <laughs> jesus but yeah i remember just like that that even that created a small well how funny though that it just <laughs> triggered my memory now but yeah that was a cold day man so but anyhow <laughs> so going back to the story yeah. When uh, Winston got home, he later posted the video onto his Facebook, kind of sharing his experience yeah. with him and his son and reminding everybody of the dangers of these wells uh, and mm -hmm. the high importance of not skiing alone, because that mm -hmm. was the other big mm -hmm. thing, you know. So uh, in seven days, the Facebook post was viewed 1.5 million times mm. in that uh, post. I mm -hmm. will love, love to show this. So I'm so excited to show uh, this video to everybody because it is like terrifying. Mm -hmm. Talk about getting your heart beating, though. It was so terrifying. <laughs> so that's my story for the day. So we have total short, <laughs> short episode today. Short and sweet. If you guys uh, do want to share your stories of survival, uh, even the little stories are fun, too, for us to, like, go through them and talk about them. So any kind of stories that you have, you could always send them to info at theyactuallysurvived.com. You could always follow us on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at theyactuallysurvived. Uh, you got anything no, else? No, other than, um, you know, your stories, they could be your personal ones or just any that you've come across and we haven't covered yet. You'd like to send it our way. If you, if you want, you can remain anonymous as well if it's a little too close to home for you. Um, other than that, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, you too can actually survive. Thanks, guys.